Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast, MoneyWeb's weekly podcast where I speak to leading investment professionals. And our guest today is Mark Lindheim. He is the Chief Investment Officer of Investment Solutions. Mark, welcome to the show. You officially took the reins as the, the CIO of Investment Solutions on 1 November last year from the almost legendary uh, Glenn Silverman. I'm sure you didn't expect the volatility we saw over the last six weeks. Great. Thanks very much. It's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the market turmoil in the last couple of months has been uh, been quite astounding, and I think there have been a number of factors locally and globally that have driven it. But for us, we take a long-term perspective. We, we, we invest long-term. Remember, we're investing retirement fund monies, and short-term volatility like this wouldn't necessitate that we make any rash changes. Obviously, we do review things. We do chat to our investment managers to understand, okay, guys, has something fundamentally changed now? Because of this market volatility, did you change your positions? And we do all of that. Um, But we try to keep a level head and focus on kind of the long-term picture. So you're currently sitting on your hands? Um, No. Uh, What happens is our asset managers actively manage the assets. So we give them a full discretion mandate and they are tasked to manage the assets actively every single day. So, no, we we take a long-term view, but the mandates are um, certainly not passive. Are you in, in, in regular contact with those asset managers? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have a team uh, of people that uh, I work with, and on any given day, we've got teleconferences with the managers that report back to us regularly. So we're in regular contact with them when we we understand what they're doing. Obviously, you are a multi-manager. You only invest via other fund managers, but but the dynamics of the market has changed significantly in in less than a month. You know, in early December, we saw the rand at around 14.30 against the US dollar. Currently, it's uh, you know touching 16 rand to the dollar. Does this change your approach? Well, the first thing we'll ask the manager and assess is how were they positioned ahead of the market volatility? And if they were well positioned, for example, they may have felt that the market was highly priced at risk and they may have been defensively positioned. So this type of volatility and market pullback could play well into their hands. And those are the type of things we'd assess. So actually what's happened is our managers are sitting with a lot of cash at the moment. They're sitting with a lot of um, offshore exposure and also quite defensively positioned in terms of some of the uh, non-mining or non-commodity rand hedge stocks. So that kind of position would have helped them uh, through this period where the rand has weakened quite a lot. Are these uh, fund managers following um, different approaches to address this problem or address this uh, change in dynamics? They do follow different approaches. I think it talks to the philosophies that they adopt. So, you know, very simple example, if you take a manager who adopts a more of a valuation type uh, strategy, some of them would have been conservative position for a, quite a long time, which means in the market up run, they would have been uh, underperforming. But as this volatility comes through and um, their positions start to bear fruit, they would do better. Other managers, for example, if they were more momentum-type managers following the, the, the shares that are running hard, would have been cautious now because they're at risk of quite a strong pullback um, from those shares that have been the flavor of the day and now actually investors start to sell out of. And your clients, the pension funds, do they uh, you know, engage you regarding uh, the change in f- philosophies or approaches uh, from these fund managers? They absolutely will. Um, so I expect this first round of trustee meetings that come up uh, following the end of the year Um, most of the clients will be asking, guys, we've seen a lot of volatility in the markets. We're concerned. What should we be doing? Should we be taking profits off the table? And through that conversation, you've got to, A, reassure them that they need to stick with their long-term strategy. 
but at the same time give them comfort that the asset managers, because they're active asset managers and they're being paid to be active, are positioning themselves to protect their assets in the event that there's an increasing market uh, fall or a, or a crash that comes at some point. Uh, your equity fund um, is one of your, your bigger funds. One of the uh, asset managers or funds is invested in is the Investec Value Fund, which hasn't performed over the last five years. What is your ap- approach towards fund managers? When do you turn or change your position within a fund manager or when do you just change the fund you are invested in? So we buy or we invest in fund managers for the long term and, and one of the the core tenets there is that you need to understand what the investment manager is going to deliver over time. What's his investment style? To the extent that you will appreciate that in a certain market condition, that manager is going to do badly. But if you're looking to, to the long-term cycle, hopefully on a net long-term basis, they will outperform for you. So, for example, uh, in terms of what we're talking about now, these managers that follow a deep valuation style would have been affected by the run-up in the markets. Um, I'm talking, you know, going back a year or, or more now. But in the more recent past, um, they've actually done quite well. So they actually give you a bit of protection um, and that's where the diversification of asset managers come through in terms of having more than more than one manager in your portfolio. But yes, it can be um, hard to stomach those times when they're really underperforming and there's pressure. Um, and that um, the, the solution to that is to make sure that your weighting of the manager in the portfolio is right, maybe not too high, so that they counterbalance well by some of the other asset managers who may be picking up on that, that good outperformance. How often do you change uh, funds or your allocation to a, to a specific fund? I think it depends. We definitely don't churn the asset managers. And when you appoint an asset manager at that stage, there's no intention to actually ever terminate that mandate. In reality, what pans out is that often, well not often, but in, in some cases you do terminate the manager because they may lose staff, they may change their approach and you think it's no longer valid. Um, but certainly we, we're looking through the cycle. So like a three to a five year view, we wouldn't churn managers on a 12 month view. What do you think investors can expect um, this year? Um, obviously, we will see continued volatility. The rand has pulled back. It's become a stock pickers market, especially on the JSE. What, what do you think are realistic returns? So we've been cautioning for quite a while now that investors should temper their return expectations. And if you look at what the JSE did over 2015, that kind of message has mm-hmm. come through. I would expect more of the same of that with potential risk to the downside. So unfortunately, the outlook is not looking good. We've come from the financial crisis 2008-2009. Generally, markets are up a lot since then. Mm. And so your valuations are quite expensive, not across all stocks. And resources have been hammered a lot. So they would be cheap, but they may stay cheap for a while. So our ultimate message is don't expect a high real returns. It could be a very muted, um, maybe even best cases of a flat return environment over the next 12 months. So if you, so if an, an investor gets uh, inflation, be happy and wait for better times? It could be as, as bad as, as that. Um, and as like I say, I think there's a lot of risk to the downside um, because of all the, the global risks we face. China, rising interest rates, um, low growth, politics. There's a, there's a lot of headwinds. Obviously, with the weaker rand, the, the focus um, is firmly on international investments. Uh, what, what is your approach towards uh, international exposure? So typically for a, um, a, a standard retirement fund, we state that the, you know, sort of the long-term number in terms of exposure of 25%, which is the limit, is a reasonable exposure, so remain fully invested. 
And at times like now where there is risk to the rand, it is weakened a lot. Having that full exposure has benefited you. The question may be asked is, okay, so when do we bring our money back to South Africa because the rand's going to strengthen? As it did, you know, from 2000, we had peaked at 12, 13 odd, went all the way down to, I think, below six at some point. Um, had you had a lot of exposure then in that type of scenario, you know, it's not necessarily so beneficial. Those timing decisions are difficult to make. You know, we employ professional fund managers to try and make that call. But from a long-term diversification perspective, having 20, 25% offshore is a sensible strategy to maintain. How do you pick your international fund managers and who are they? What we do, and we've been um, you know, researching global fund managers for a number of years. We've built up various databases of, um, of global fund managers. And then we have our manager ranking system. So, for example, global equities, we've got a ranking system and we'd look at, let's say, the top 20 asset managers in those, um, in those ranking systems. And from that, we would create our, our portfolios. So in terms of the global managers that we invest with, there are some local managers whose global offshore capabilities we like, you know, things like uh, managers like Orbis, Investec, and Foot. Um, and then some of the global names that we invest with, the likes of Axiom, Altrinsic, Pazina. So it's a, it's a range of offshore managers. And I think the nice thing about that approach is that if you're able to, to get to see these asset managers, and we do go and research them, you get different global perspectives. Um, you get access to you know some of the smartest fund managers in these various global financial centers, um, and it gives you a, a good global perspective. Do you have uh, much exposure to the commodity sector? We do have some exposure. What we've been seeing is as the commodities over the last year have been falling in value, some of the fund managers have been saying there's actually starting they're starting to see value in some of these commodities. I think maybe it's 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 early days, um, but if you look at how some of these shares have been hit, and I'm not talking your your small risky shares, some of these large blue chip commodity companies, they're looking exceptionally cheap. We don't know when they'll turn around, but I think on a longer term investment view, you're seeing the managers starting to nibble and get some exposure with a view to outperforming over a, a medium to longer term time frame. Investment Solutions um, is predominantly an institutional multi-manager, but you are trying to attract some retail customers. How successful is that? So we do have uh, portfolios that are offered to retail investors. You know, unit trusts, we do do bespoke solutions for IFAs and that type of thing. Um, So our retail book is much smaller than our institutional book, but I think we're getting quite good traction in terms of... um, Offering retail investments, not necessarily directly into the retail market, but through the brokers and IFAs. Um, and the advantage there is the access to asset managers, the access to research, the access to being able to blend portfolios that we can offer them. Um, so it's still early days for us, but I, I think um, it's a, um, a good uh, prospect in terms of growth strategy for the business. Obviously, being a multi-manager, there is an additional layer of cost. How significant is that additional layer? So that's an interesting one. There's not necessarily an additional layer of cost, certainly in the institutional space. And the reason for that is because although we are charging clients for the expertise that we bring, because of our scale and our size, the investment fees that we are able to negotiate with the managers are often a lot lower than if you were to go directly. So in terms of the total costs that a lot of our clients pay, they're not necessarily paying any more than they would if they went directly to the fund managers. Just lastly, uh, we will see a very volatile year ahead. What will your approach be this year? So absolutely in times like this, you've 
definitely got a greater focus on what's going on. You will definitely speak to your asset managers more because um, you just want to be much more cognizant of risk in this environment. So the fact that a lot of our asset managers are conservatively positioned gives us comfort. And I guess it's a trade-off that you know, if something does change and the markets continue to run very, very hard, um, you may leave, you know, a little bit of, of, of performance on the table. But our focus is to make sure that we meet our long-term objectives for our client, and that is decent, real returns over the long term. So that focus on risk, I think, is very important this year. Thank you, Mark. That was Mark Lindhem. He is the Chief Investment Officer of Investment Solutions.